Welcome to the New Zealand Tech Podcast, presented by Paul Spain, Bradley Burrows and guests. Welcome to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. You are here with Paul Spain and Bradley Burrows. We are live at WPC, or Microsoft's Worldwide Partner Conference. Um, they've brought us over here to, to do a summary for the APAC region and, and the global audience around what's happening over here at WPC, and we're in day three. Yeah, so thanks for, thanks for joining us. Uh, as we mentioned yesterday, um, covering the Worldwide Partner Conference means that the, that the topics that we're, uh, that we're talking about are quite related to that uh, technology reseller and, and, and partner audience, but anyone else is most welcome to, uh, to listen in. Uh, there were a few interesting announcements uh, during the keynote this morning, and uh, we also got a chance to, uh, to hear from Sir Richard Branson. That, that was a pretty interesting one, wasn't it, Brad? Yeah, the whole morning's been... A series of about three to four huge keynotes um, and, and it really sort of start, for, for me started off with seeing what they're, they're announcing on the Microsoft Partner Network um, which is for a lot of partners and resellers out there has become a central portal that enables partners to get software, resources but also these new things like Pinpoint um, and, and the training facilities so it was really interesting to see how they've pulled that all together now in one key picture. There were some good, uh, good bits and pieces this morning on uh, the Microsoft Partner Network, uh, MPN. Uh, I fa- found that quite interesting. It was good to uh, good to get a little bit of an update on on some of those things there. Uh, you know, they were highlighting that you know, partners have a lot of benefits through the MPN, but in a lot of cases, don't make make use of them. Uh, areas such as the learning centre to really, you know, get your people uh, um, skilled up on, on all the latest products, uh, making use of Pinpoint, uh, the partner technical support, there's actually some quite good capabilities there through forums and so on that I think in a lot of cases partners just don't realise what's there, what's available to them to draw on. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. I think it's an untapped resource for, for a lot of organisations out there that, that needs to be utilised more. It's part of their, their what they're entitled to. Mm. Uh, the more they use it, the more feedback they give it, good or bad, they'll only improve. So, and, and it's one of those benefits of being a gold or silver partner that you get, you know, you get access to to more and more resources. So, yep. uh, and and then of course the internal uh, usage benefits for for partners who have jumped through the hoops in, in terms of training and and getting those particular competencies and so on that they they get, you know, extra access to uh, licensing and so on uh, to use internally. And there's, there's a lot of value in that that too. Yeah, and they've also upped the internal usage rights for insurance and the cloud services. Uh, the insurance one goes from 10 to 25, uh, and the cloud goes from 25 to 100. So there's benefits there that are, that are available. Yeah, yeah, I think that depends on whether, you're, uh, whether you've got silver or gold Correct, to yeah. competency in terms of how many you get. So, no, that, that, that's good to see, and that, I guess that will help, uh, help organisations uh, you know, adopt those sorts of things uh, more internally because it's, it's more accessible. So, no, that's some good stuff there. So we, we moved on to Kevin Turner, and, and he, he talked a lot, and he was actually really good this time. He oh, came he's, up, a, he's a great communicator, yeah. isn't he? He's, he's so passionate about uh, uh, about Microsoft, his products, and, and um, you know, getting in and, and supporting the partner community. Yeah, he's a big advocate for the partner community, and he gets it. And it was really good seeing him pull together a, a lot of the stories. Um, some of the things he, he talked about that I thought were quite interesting was that uh, the System Center 2012 product range we're going to see something coming out I think he said between October and November time frame yeah. I don't think it'll be the whole suite but we're going to start seeing them coming out which is which is really really good mm. um, we 
resource and discussion. Now, this is something you picked up on, which I missed, is around Windows 8. Yeah, but look, it, and and the media hadn't, um, you know, none of the other media had sort of, you know, covered this. And, and in fact, uh, you know, we tweeted about this. And we, we had a question back, uh, you know, a couple of the, the uh, US media were asking for copies of uh, um, our slides and, and, and content there uh, because we noticed that in one of Kevin Turner's slides, it referred to uh, Win, Windows 8 and it referred to it in Microsoft's fiscal year 2012, which actually ends at the end of June 2012. So that is certainly a suggestion that we're going to see Windows 8 in the first half of of 2012. So, I mean, you're probably not able to sort of, uh, you know, officially uh, comment on those dates, Brad, but, um, you know, you, you'd have, have an opinion on that? Uh, no comment there, Jim. <laughs> so, yeah, f- following on, what we're going to do uh, shortly is dive into some discussions with some of the Microsoft uh, partners from New Zealand that are uh, here at the WPC. Um, Brad, any other highlights for you from uh, from from what we've heard uh, so far today? Yeah, look, I think the big thing was also Kevin Turner. Um, we've got Justin sitting with us here at the moment. Um, Justin, from Kevin Turner's um, bits and pieces, what do you sort of pull out from the from the compete stuff? He's a very passionate man, um, and, and I like hearing what he has to say. So, from your perspective, though, as a, as a partner, what do you think? Um, I think I thought Kevin today was fantastic. I mean, he really lifted the whole conference. He sort of took it up to another level. Great orator. He really, he really nailed it. I think, um, I think what, what's great is that Microsoft has got a much stronger story, and he came out with a really strong statement today, which was competitors make us stronger. And because Microsoft have evolved to compete, they've really stepped up their game, and um, they're in a really good place at the moment. Yeah, I mean, from a product perspective, I mean, we saw some really good things come up on the screen today. I mean, something Paul picked up on earlier was that um, Windows 8. And he said FY12. Mm-hmm. Now Paul's like got, got all excited next to me. Think, does that mean it's going to be out before June 30th? FY12 could be a bit of a. I don't know if it's a small leak or not. It's, well, it's not. It's not very clear, is it? And I, and I, and I guess yeah, it could mean all sorts of things. And uh, you know, I was chatting to uh, Mary J Foley about this one, and you know, it, you know, her comment was, well, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't make it 100 percent clear what that means. Whether that means there's a beta out during that time frame, whether it's released. So. Yeah, I, I think, mean, I think the positive thing for Windows 8 is that the apps are going to be compatible with Windows 7. So you can be really, really sure that if you if you invest in the app ecosystem for Windows 7 and get in the marketplace, that's not wasted money. So I think they're really keen. I mean, one of the big messages was that too many customers, too many Microsoft customers, too many, I mean, end user customers are on old technology. And um, he really wants to get rid of uh, Windows XP, Office 2003, and IE6. Yeah, I mean, what, what those products are all end of life 2014. So, I mean, from that perspective, you know, customers and partners need to start moving out there to get off XP, don't they? But it's a bigger issue than that because I think Microsoft can have a bad reputation. But if you're on 10 year old technology, then it's 10 years old. You know, you're not comparing like with like. You've got to compare apples with apples. And I think that the big thing he was saying was don't let customers be on 
crappy old technology that they maybe don't like as much yeah. when they could have amazing new technology. So the other thing I also pulled out was System Center. Now, we think System Center is going to come out in right October, November timeframe, um, but that's going to be a really powerful tool for managing your private and public clouds. I mean, a lot of the sessions that Paul and I have attended while I've been here have really showed that convergence now of that one pane of glass um, to actually view everything. So, you know, and if you can manage your public and private clouds from you know, one view, then it's going to be a lot easier to provision, but also for partners to be able to do multi-tenancy. You know, and that's going to be huge. Well, I think... Th there's been a bit of a misnomer in, in, or a mislabeling of virtualization being private cloud. And without management, without scaling up the number of machines through automation that you can manage, it's not a private cloud. Agreed. If users can't self-provision and self-maintain self the, the virtual machines and instances, then it's not a private cloud. No, no not at all. And, and, and I think that that's what we're seeing, you know, we're seeing come with this next range of products, Windows Server 8 or 2012 or whatever, you know, that ends up being, being called. I think it's very much headed in that direction, and, and this next uh, you know iteration of system center products uh, really enable the private cloud from a perspective of being able to um, you know have that, but without needing all sorts of third-party products, tools, uh, you know other um, you know virtualization platforms and so on. Right, you will be able to do that with with you know a pure Microsoft stack. Yeah. And I think the really interesting thing there is with the competencies combining the system. System Center and virtualization competency is absolutely spot on because it reinforces that you know if you want to do private cloud, you've got to have automation. I think that's really, really strong. Yeah, and I mean, KT Kevin Turner likes to run around. I mean, he also covered Apple around that sort of where he was going with with the Apple. He he was great talking about the competitors, wasn't he? Yeah. Because we don't often hear Microsoft, you know, somebody from Microsoft get up and and you know. Mention the competitors by name and, and talk about them specifically and what Microsoft is doing to compete. Yeah, he really broke it down to quite a granular mm. level. I mean, he did, he did Google, Salesforce, Oracle, VMware, and Apple. Apple. Yeah, and, and it was yeah. really before in the past they've sort of tiptoed around it, and it's almost like they've now more in your face direct well, what we're going to do. Well, I, I think the difference is is that Microsoft not only has a has a clear strategy. Um, internally behind the scenes that we don't know all the details of but there's enough of it now that they can talk about it they've got um, enough you know momentum and enough on the table to actually be able to start talking about uh, where they're at in terms of uh, against these competitors and a lot of the numbers that were uh, uh, were mentioned you know, shows that Microsoft is, is doing pretty well against uh, against a number of those competitors. But I think an interesting, you know, m maybe, you know, a, a cross-reference for that is that Microsoft are being much more accepting about other devices. Yes, you know, definitely. Consumerization, yeah, I yeah, love that. Yeah. You know, because I think consumers want choice, and, and Microsoft, when you're seeing the link client, it comes out on Windows 7 phone first, but it's coming to Android and iPhone, and it'll come to iPad. You know, they're going to they're gonna go across all the devices, which is really strong. And if you know... It's very different from Microsoft in the past, too. They would normally stuck to their own platform. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, walking around with, with a Mac in Microsoft has never been a, a popular pastime. But Which Justin does, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do run Office, and Office 2011, for example. I mean, it hasn't had a big show here, but Office 2011 is a fantastic product. Yeah. And you know, I know, you know, that the Mac operating system is is a you know the licensing that Microsoft can put on a Mac operating system is a very profitable business for them. So we shouldn't you know knock it. 
No, no, and it's good. And you know, the, the, the reality is today we're seeing more and more people that are um, that are bringing Apple products into their businesses. And you know, you know, we would see that across most you know most of the companies that that my firm uh, looks after. There is an Apple product in there, whether it's an iPhone, uh, an iPad. MacBook Pro, you know, etc. And then there's the creative firms, and and they've they've always had uh, you know Apple within the, those environments for a long, long time. And some of the stuff we saw today too pointed at um, System Center and Intune. Um, yeah, which, Intune. Which I hadn't noticed before. Uh, in fact, we've been asking about you know when's Intune going to embrace these other platforms. And the slide today really gave the suggestion that Intune. In future iterations, and I, and I guess you know we're not going to see that 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 this year, but you know maybe uh, maybe next year or, or or further down the track, we're going to see the, the you know these other platforms being linked into Intune, which is is really smart on Microsoft's part to be the I guess the glue that holds everything else together. Yeah. And also, you know most businesses are going to want to have the thing that is most compatible with with that glue, right? As as it's been in the past, people have had a Windows server. Oh, what works best with that oh a windows machine oh we've got an exchange server you know what works best with that uh, i think people are going to continue to uh, to look in that direction particularly if microsoft's offering in each of these spaces is seen as being extremely competitive if not you know the best um, then you know it makes sense for businesses to um, to keep buying their offerings just a new something you want to add on there yeah i think you know one of the really interesting things there is that um, in addition to uh, you know Kevin, you know, talking about the consumerization in particular. You know, he was saying that um, the better we sell products into consumers, the better businesses buy products because you, you get rid of that conflict between the consumerization of IT that's driven by the people, the real people who consume the IT, and the IT who provide it. So I think Microsoft is starting to have some real answers to some of the consumerization issues that IT managers have really been struggling with. So one of the highlights really from this morning, you know, has to have been uh, hearing Sir Richard Branson getting interviewed uh, by the uh, by John Roskell, who, who heads up um, the partner area of Microsoft, and there were there were questions that basically came in from from partners, which was a really cool uh, a cool way to do it. So um, shall we shall we cut across and hear uh, hear a little bit of uh, of that session with uh, Sir Richard Branson now? Yep, let's cut over. Okay, here we go. Please join me in welcoming Sir Richard Branson. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to WPC 2011. Have a seat. Hello, everybody. <laughs> well, it's great. 
Great to have you here. You know, the partners are super excited about getting your, your entrepreneurial perspective on business, some of the things you've done. Um, I thought it might be good to start with one of the things you mentioned at the end of the video. Um, you said, screw it, let's do it. Uh, obviously, that's got something to do with deciding whether or not you're going into a business. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I think that uh, people can analyze things to death and uh, end up not doing things that, um, and, and which they, if they're just given it a try, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, it often doesn't cost that much money to, uh, you know, to give it a go. Um, even if they fail, you know, they would have learned something by, by trying. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, you know, but sometimes they'll succeed. And, um, and in, my in my life, I've, I don't know, we started about 400 companies and most of them, the accountants would have said, you know, given me lots of good reasons why not to do it. Uh -huh. um, but by just saying, you know, screw it, let's do it. Um, you know, we've managed to, to succeed with more than the ones we've we failed. You talked about being the champion of the customer as well in the video. Maybe you can give us some, some advice on how you think about that and what we should all be thinking about. I know it's one of the things at Microsoft we try to challenge ourselves on and we don't, we don't always do as well as we would like. Well, first of all, to be champion of the customer, you've got to be champion of your, your, your own people. And you've got to be a, you know, a, great, a great motivator of people, a great, you know, great leader of people. You, you've got to be looking you know, for the best in your team, never criticizing. Um, and, and, and I think that's, you know, that, that, that's essential. I think a, a well-run company is run by people who feel secure in, secure in themselves and, you know, to, be, to be great motivators of people. Um, it's very important that your staff, you know, I mean, 90% of your time you spend at work. Um, and it, it should be fun. And it's up to the people running companies to make sure it is fun. Um, and, you know, it doesn't cost much to, th you know, to, to throw a barbecue and, you know, supply some drinks occasionally and, uh, and, and make sure that your, 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 your staff have a good time. And, um, you know, go, going out of your way to make sure that your staff you know, genuinely enjoying what they're doing, and it's not just a chore. It's very important. I think um, a lot of a lot of us need to be a lot more f flexible in, you know, how we treat our staff. I mean, it, um, you know, should you know, if somebody wants to do go on unpaid leave for a while, you know, it's, welcome it. Don't sort of frown frown on it. If somebody wants to work from homes on you know Fridays or Mondays, you know, you know, let let, let them work from home. Fridays and Mondays, and, and if, um, you know, if people, um, you know, if people, if people want a job share, um, uh, don't think of them being lazy or if they want to go part-time, don't think of them as being lazy. You know, the great thing about, you know, them job sharing or going part-time is that will create more jobs, which will actually help the economy. Um, and actually it's very good for the, for the company because people are then doing, doing the things they want to do. All right, so, so WPC this year, it's, it's about companies and they're making big bets as we go through this, this industry transformation, uh, thinking about going to, going to the cloud. And what we'd like to ask you is, can you share an example of, of risks you've taken making big bets, um, perhaps different than the airline industry, which we, we've talked about a bit, specifically uh, going out ahead of the industry. Industry seemed like it was going somewhere, and you made a bet and went out ahead of it. Who did you seek from advice? Where did you look for guidance? You know, anything in that sort of right. area. Now, look, I think, I think the important um, 
you know, since, since a lot of, the, lot of the people in this room have got companies which, you know, maybe turn over 15, 20 million dollars, um, uh, you know, the important thing is that, uh, you know, y yes, you should take bold, bold moves and take bold, bold risks, but, um, you know, protecting the downside um, is, is key. So try not to make any, any one move that's going to, you know, just destroy the company that you've built up. Um, you know, we, we, we went from owning a, an independent record company into starting an airline, and, um, and my fellow directors at the record company, you know, thought I needed to see a shrink, um, and, um, and I think my bank manager thought I needed to see a shrink. Um, but, you know, what, what I did was uh, a deal with Boeing where we, we, we could buy one second-hand 747 off them, uh, but hand it back at the end of the, the first 12 months if the business didn't work out. And that, and that meant that I knew that, that the downside risk was, was, was um, you know, about half the profits of the Virgin record label, and therefore it was acceptable. And since, you know, once it started working, um, you know, we, you know we, we ordered a second plane and we let it grow. Um, so, um, yeah, so just make sure you, you protect the downside and, and um, don't mortgage your house too often, which, uh, to be perfectly honest, I, I did do on a few occasions. <laughs> Well, let's talk about um, where the airlines business might be going and the future holds and what you're doing with space travel. Can you tell us a little about that? Um, well, it's one of the most exciting things that we've ever done. Um, I mean, NASA are sort of getting, you know, the, the, I mean, the governments are not going to be running, I think, the future of space travel. I think private enterprise is. And I think, you know, Virgin Galactic, you know, is at the forefront of that. And, you know, a year from now, um, I'll, be, I'll be going up with my children in, into space. And, That's exciting. Uh, I didn't realize you were that close. So. Yeah, we're, yeah. Very, we're very, very close. And, um, you know, and, you know, and I think we can bring the price down over the next decade or two you know, to levels where most people in this room ought to be able to become astronauts. I mean, it's going to be tremendously exciting. Yes, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So we're here with uh, one of the New Zealand partners, Mason Pratt from uh, Provoke Solutions. Uh, you're based in uh, Wellington, is it? Uh, yeah, based in Wellington yeah. and office in Auckland. Excellent. So tell us um, about your time here. You've, you've, won, uh, you've won a major award. Uh, you've had uh, lunch with a, um, a technology celebrity. Uh, a lot's <laughs> been happening. Yeah, yeah we, uh, we're absolutely wrapped to have picked up Country Partner of the Year Award for, for New Zealand. So, had an opportunity to get on stage this morning and wave the Kiwi flag and, and represent. Yeah, we saw you up there uh, waving it. It's, uh, it's, it's great to be able to represent the country and, um, you know, congratulations on, on winning the award. Yeah, thanks, Paul. So, what does that mean for Provoke as a business, though, by winning that award? Well, it kind of validates what we've been doing for the last 10 years. Uh, I know the award's just for the last 12 months, and we've had a, a stonking 12 months. It really has been um, you know, busy and productive and exciting. And um, I kind of look at this as being the pinnacle of, of what we've been working towards over the last 10. Um, it, uh, yeah, I, I can't really explain you know, how I felt this morning getting up on stage. It was pretty euphoric. It kind of felt like I was you know, that 10-year-old kid walking out at the Olympic Games you know, holding the New Zealand flag. Yeah, it's good, and I think just over the next couple of days, and particularly over the next couple of weeks, we'll, we'll start, it'll start to sink in, and we'll start to, I guess, reap some real benefit from, from taking it away. And then, 
Great. And uh, the lunch that you had, tell, tell us about that. Oh, with the Barminator, yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we, um, yeah, we had a, had a luncheon for all the award winners, uh, you know, and John Roscoe was hosting us, and, and he got up and said a couple of nice words just about the Partner Network, and I you know, had a chance to uh, have a wee chat with him, and, and Steve came up, and I guess really just echoed, you know, you know, his thoughts and feelings about, you know, changes to the NPN and, you know, and how they've been rolled out, and, you know, I've got to say, it's been a big change from, you know, what was pitched to us last year, you know, and we did walk away from WPC thinking, hey, how this is going to pan out, how the changes to the competency network are going to change, you know, how, how, how's that going to change? our business uh, and it's good to see it all sort of come to, to fruition and, and make sense so you know, it's good I, I came up to, to DC last year and I, I got to uh, you know, share an intimate round table with Steve you know just around the cloud strategy and so it's kind of good 12 months on getting a chance again to, to rub shoulders with the big guy yeah and what you've seen at WP so far, seen so far has that sort of con- um, I suppose confirmed and validated for the roadmap moving forward as well and do you feel confident about what you've seen yeah yeah, I, d- I do uh, there hasn't been anything that's earth-shattering in terms of you know that what, what, what's coming up. Um, it really is just cementing you know some of the story, particularly around cloud. As a company, you know, our value proposition is around innovation, so we have to focus on early adoption. You know, and we've done that with SharePoint, um, we did that with BPOS, we're doing that with Office 365, uh, and one, you know, phone development. So, as long as we're staying, you know, ahead of the curve in terms of the latest Microsoft technology, uh, you know, we're in a good space. And so, it's kind of nice coming up here, and, and again, seeing the last 12 months, particularly around cloud, how that messaging sort of actually, you know, turned into a go-to-market. It, it kind of it does validate what we've been doing. Um, so from a technology perspective, it, it gives us confidence, uh, and I think really in terms of new stuff coming up, Windows 8 is probably the most exciting thing for us. Sure. And, you know, as, a, as an organisation for Provoke, as a Microsoft partner, um, how many times have you, have you come up to the Worldwide Partner Conference? Uh, you know, is it something you're going to keep doing? Are you going to bring more people, less people? You know, is it a good investment? Because, oh, it's, you know, it's a, big, it's a big block of your time. You're taking a week out to come here. You've got flights, accommodation, you know, registrations and so on. Uh, you know, are you getting good value out of that? Oh, I think we are, yeah. I mean, it, there's a big opportunity cost. There's a big financial cost as well for us doing that. Um, we've always had two or three people up. Uh, this year we've brought three, uh, three provokers up. It's something that we're going to look to continue. Um, you know, Brendan Ford, our CTO, has been up for the last six years, so uh, you know, and he's been talking about you know the, the value to the business for, for doing this, and it's good having seen it out firsthand. And, and I think um, you know, not just from a, a content and the session perspective, it's the it's the networking opportunity, it's the chance to you know get out and have a few beers with the guys from Microsoft, you know, globally, uh, which which works. Uh, and we've made some fantastic connections in terms of our partner ecosystem up here, uh, which is going to help us push into the new markets, you know, up into Seattle and up into the Philippines and, and Southeast Asia. So from a value perspective, oh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And is Provoke looking to expand out of New Zealand and move up into those markets? That's the plan? That's the plan, yep. So the vision for us over the next five years is, is five on three. Um, that's five offices on three continents. Um, and we're sort of, we've got to critical mass down in Wellington. We're growing the Auckland shop. Uh, now we've registered an office in Seattle, and so we're spending the next week up at campus just to further some of the connections and, and drive some new business. So, yeah, we are looking to go offshore, um, and with some recent experiences um, up in Asia, uh, really, really exciting time for us. 
And are you looking to, if you go up to Seattle, are you looking to actually do get close to the Microsoft campus up there and be sort of embedded, if you like, with that sort of group up there as well? Is that the plan? That's, that's the plan. I think Microsoft as is, is our client is going to be the beachhead for us. Yeah. Uh, and we've been really successful working with uh, working with the guys in Redmond, you know, bringing offshore opportunities down. You know, we were lucky enough to, to build the Contezo demos for SharePoint 2010. So in terms of getting us a head start on what the rest of the world's doing, you know, you can't ask for a better opportunity than that. Um, so it, it is about extending that and getting some deeper relationships um, and then hopefully you know, expanding you know, further around the west coast of the states. Screen. Now, have you had a chance to look around the marketplace yet at all? Yeah, marketplace is fantastic. You know, yeah. some of the yeah, some of the innovations we've seen are, you know, are pretty exciting. Um, you know, we've been behind Windfone in terms of the development, and so having a chance to play around with Mango is, you know, blowing our socks off. Um, so I've just made the switch back to Windfone. You know, I've been dabbling with the uh, the iPhone, and I'm, I'm pretty sold on the uh, the Windfone platform now. You know, so seeing the surface in action now, so seeing new form factor. Yeah. Um, again, you know, it's these sexy technologies that um, are actually becoming a little bit more mainstream and you know, actually driving more business value for us. So, uh, good marketplace this year. Yes, that consumerisation of IT. You hear the buzzword about it, yeah. but I think we're actually seeing a lot of that with the surface looking like a TV and just the way you can interact. I and mean, if you start developing on that, you know, with HTML5, which mm. is Windows 8, imagine having full screen apps and all that. It's, just, it's nice to see what they've talked about start to actually come through. So Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I touched on Windows 8 before, and it, it's really the convergence of, of the browser you know, and the mobile, you know, the missing piece of the puzzle for us is Windows, you know, Windows 8. Uh, it's all the same technology stack now, you know, so we're used to building, you know, and, you know, Silverlight you know, using CSS and so HTML5, we're doing a project with Microsoft back in New Zealand on that at the moment, so it really does, it's the missing piece of the puzzle and that's kind of exciting to, you know, see the, I guess the new user experience around the tile-based metaphor for Windows 8 you know, and sort of, yeah, I think that's going to be, you know, where we head from a, uh, a user experience perspective. That's great. Now, there are a few other events, uh, you know, coming up. We've got TechEd happening uh, in Auckland uh, next month, and then there's a build conference um, up in, is it Vegas? Anaheim. Uh, Anaheim uh, in September. Um, where's Provoke as far as those events are concerned? Are those things you'll plug into as well? Yep. So we uh, we take 10 people up to TechEd every year, you know, and that's uh, an opportunity for, you know, I guess, the best of the best at Provoke to, to see what's on the roadmap. And so we're looking forward to that. I think that's an August. Or July, yeah, August, August this year. August, yeah. um, and I've just seen sort of notes about the build conference, and um, you know, if we're going to go down the Windows 8 track, then we're going to look seriously at sending uh, someone up to that as well. Might run out of time, but looking at the, the SharePoint conference that's coming up too, there's a good opportunity for us. So, I mean, you really can't underestimate the value that you get from these sessions and the connections that you can make. Good, good. Oh, well, it's uh, you know, it's great to see how you're succeeding, and um, you know, it seems that that partnering up with uh, with Microsoft is uh, is working very well for Provoke. It certainly is. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thanks very much. Congratulations. No congratulations on the win. Thanks, Thanks Jason. Thanks, Mason. See you later. Okay, so uh, yeah, really, really good to um, to hear uh, about what's what's happening at Provoke. Uh, now we dive into another partner interview. Yeah, this one's really good. So this is Pablo Garcia from the SoftSource um, environment, and yeah, we're going to have to sit down and have a quick chat with pa- um, Pablo now. So right here now with uh, Pablo Garcia from SoftSource. Pablo, how are you in, uh, how are you enjoying WPC this year? 
loving it. It's always uh, electric atmosphere here, and this uh, this year's uh, over 16, or just under 16,000 partners. So uh, connecting people around the world and sharing what we're doing in the industry is, is always exciting. It's great. And you, you've been here before, right? I mean, I remember you this, being here last year. Well, how many years have you yeah, been? Yeah, this is my fourth visit to WPC. Fourth? Wow. And, uh, and there's always something new and exciting. And uh, this case, this year's exactly the same. So on day three today in the keynote, we've had, obviously, we had KT stand up and really, I actually think, give one of his better speeches personally. Uh, we had Sir Richard Branson. What have been the key things you pulled out of this morning session? Well, Kevin Turner is always um, <laughs> an interesting character on stage, but he's certainly de- determined and uh, he likes winning. There's no doubt about that. And part of his message is that he wants to compete out there. He has, he believes he's got a, a portfolio of products that are going to allow him to do that and change some of the um, the market out there. And uh, as as Microsoft partners and someone who's come to WPC for a long time, we've seen that and we've put it together in the last couple of years and joined them in that vision that he's had. And we are excited that now that is here, it's a reality. We've moved our business to cloud and we've got a whole new offering for our customers um, out there and uh, it's exciting times for us as well. And, and some of the um, new innovation that's coming out that was System Center and Windows Server 8, um, do you see that as a forward step for your business or what are, you, are you feeling comfortable with what you're seeing at the moment? Yeah, so taking a step back, I suppose we've now... Uh, infrastructure as a service company uh, and as well as the traditional hybrid model that we are transitioning to and Microsoft is very clear that they want to offer both and they believe that the next couple of years it's going to be the right way to do that so we took that away from the keynotes as well today and all these new features are coming in these product sets are certainly going to allow us to create uh, dynamic solutions for our customers and also a system to move what cloud is going and how it's going to affect that businesses for them. So I know you guys have done a lot of work with Pinpoint and I've become a bit of a Pinpoint fan I must admit over the last few days. Um, for the partners out there, can you just tell them sort of the value of what you guys have seen with the Pinpoint and how it sort of helps you guys out? Yeah, so it's early days. So um, Microsoft is obviously putting uh, the ecosystem in and uh, showing that to other people and businesses in a different way. So um, keeping your competencies is one of the main things in Pinpoint. Uh, the more effort you get there, you're actually going to be uh, rewarded by uh, some leads and opportunities that they will put back to it. But actually, so the customers will search it through Pinpoint and find you. Uh, so you need to find your competencies and differentiate as in your business and therefore demonstrate and pinpoint so when customers want that solution or want that differentiator uh, they can actually look for you and, and know where you are and who you are. So you, you touched on a good point there around the competencies. Now this morning they announced sort of two new ones. One we sort of knew about which is the systems management and virtualization one and the other one was the link one. Uh, are they something that you see that would be good for you and other partners to sort of embrace and get involved in? Well absolutely. I mean again it all comes down to what your business is doing and what offerings you want to take to your customers. Uh, we can try and do everything um, to everybody but it's not going to work so you need to concentrate on what you're achieving and what you're doing and then move forward from there and, and, and invest in that, that type of solution. Cool. And, and around WPC obviously we're in the main hall right now there's a, a lot of stands around at the point in time. What sort of piece of technology have you sort of gone wow as, as you've looked around? Uh, there's a couple of um, Technologies that are impressive. Obviously, Link is one of them that's coming. I think it's going to have a big influence in the marketplace. Yep. Um, we're looking at obviously at Office 365 and how can that be uh, used in a hybrid model with customers today. Uh, and also, I suppose some of the um, neat features, things like Connect, um, which are uh, something that consumer model has now, but it's obviously moving forward after that. 
cool. Um, and obviously WPC, for an organisation, it's actually quite a big investment to come up here. What value do you see, pro con, about coming up to WPC for SoftSource? Yeah, I think we made that, that decision many years ago when we saw WPC uh, and now we don't see it as a cost, we actually see it as an investment because we are being able to connect with other partners around the world uh, to share some of the offerings and ideas and how we can actually uh, influence um, the technology to that we deliver to our customers and we can take it from there. Okay, that's great. Well, thanks very much for uh, for sharing with us, uh, Pablo. That's great, and uh, we'll certainly look forward to seeing you again at uh, the next WPC as well. Thanks, guys. Excellent. Cheers for that. Okay, that was uh, that was excellent to hear uh, from SoftSource. Now we're going to uh, cut across to the interview that uh, that we carried out with Mary Jo Foley. Mary Jo is from ZDNet, and she is one of the world's leading um, writers and, and uh, uh, reporters on on Microsoft globally. Uh, with her all about Microsoft blog, um, let's cut across to that now. Welcome along, Mary. Thank you very much. Now, you write the um, All About Microsoft column, is that right? That's right. I'm ZDNet. Yep. And you've been following and, and reporting on Microsoft for some time. I have. Um, on ZDNet for about four years, and then um, just my very first article about Microsoft was in 1984 um, when I interviewed Bill Gates. That's cool. Right. Yep. Wow. Yep. It was fun. <laughs> it wasn't that fun, though. I mean, it was fun for me. It wasn't so fun for him because I was a brand new journalist who didn't know anything about technology, and I got an audience with Bill Gates. And he gets very frustrated very quickly. He did. Yes. Yes. I, I got lots of, this is the stupidest question I've ever heard, multiple times. Oh, really? There were many stupid questions. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But he's oh, much well. different now. Yes, he's a bit more mellow now, I think. He's much going up, yeah. <laughs> Which is nice to see. Yeah. Um, so w what would you say were the highlights from uh, from your time at, w at WPC? Um, well, my biggest highlight here was getting to see Windows Server 8. Yes. Which was really um, surprising because I didn't think they were going to show that here. No, we didn't know about that yep. either. That, right. that, that, that was great to hear about. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we didn't see a lot of it. You know, we got like literally like a two-minute presentation where they were doing a live demo. But what we saw looked really impressive. Good. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah. good. I mean, that, it, so what they showed us was Hyper-V Replica, which is going to be the way they replicate VMs and uh, across mul multiple VMs across hugely, yeah. um, like, 16 processor machines, you know, yeah. and, and, and bigger. So we know they're shooting for, like, very high scale, um, and they seem to have it working, actually. And, and it looks like it's just a, it's just a standard core feature of, across yep. the whole product range. Yeah. Right. The thing for me also was that normally a lot of that replication software requires you've got to have X, Y hardware. Yep. They actually announced that they said any hardware, yep. any SAN, any NIC, they we'll just do it. Yep. And that's huge because what that does is take those enterprise features to any business. It does. And it's really, really good. And the other thing they kind of let drop was um, it's going to, they're not going to keep multiple multiplying the charges for the VMs, right? There's going to be like a base charge, and then that's it. Like, you can have as many VMs as you want. And that, there's that, not going to be additional charges. Yeah, and, and that makes the Microsoft offering very competitive against VMware, and, yeah. and, and of course VMware have been, uh, you know, restructuring some of their uh, their license mm -hmm. fees and so on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a smart play. It, it is. Yeah. It definitely yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, and then the other highlight, I think, today um, we heard about them opening more retail stores, and they talked about um, having 75 new stores within two to three years, so 
that's kind of surprising because there's been this debate where they're going to go whole hog and do all these stores or are they going to kind of say, well, you know, we did some stores and it didn't work out that well. What do you think of the stores? Have you been to the one in Los Angeles? No, I've been to the one in um, Bellevue, yeah. right outside of Microsoft, and um, I really thought it was nice. And yeah. the people who are working there were really well-educated about the Microsoft products, and I'm dying for them to do a store in New York, which is where I live. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, because buying a PC in New York right now is horrible. If you don't have a car, which I don't, yeah. you can't go out to some like big superstore and look at all the PCs. You're just stuck with whatever is at you know Best Buy or yeah. Circuit City or whatever, and the, and the pickings are small. And now, what I really like also is that they do that signature range, which that's is a well, really yeah. clean get to yeah. the bloatware on there. Exactly. And I'm like, that's very Apple-like, you know, it's very, very clean, very good experience. So, yep. Now, for us, we're, we're a million miles away from America. Yeah. We would love to have some of this down, but it's very yeah. American folks. It moment, really so. is. Mm. Uh, you know, they, they said a little hint they said it's also going to expand outside the US yeah but won't like when I ask for more details no nothing we're not going to say when where how but hopefully maybe you'll get a store yeah it's a good sign and hopefully I heard some talk a few months ago uh, and what did Paul Thorot was talking about the signature um, you know class of the signature builds of the PCs maybe becoming available through other um, channels rather than just through Microsoft I think that would be really good if some of the other players actually picked up on that because it's much nicer than getting a machine that's got all this bloatware and yeah. other sort of stuff dropped on top right? I think the other nice thing about the stores also is they're actually showing a full range of hardware in there too and obviously with Windows 8 we're hoping sort of slate really thin slates come in it'll be a great way to just visually see everything it will and it'll be kind of cool yeah. and, I, and the other thing that's a great venue in these stores is for Windows Phone right? yeah. I mean because I don't know how it is in New Zealand but in the US it's a horrible buying experience right now for the phones because you go into Verizon or AT&T here and the clerks they just do not want to sell you those phones they want to sell you what what either they use personally, <laughs> right. what they make the most money on. Exactly. They're actually, you know, they're not, they don't have any motivation to, to, to show you they this don't. new platform that's coming through. When I went into my Verizon store, which is a really big Verizon store in New York, and I said to the guy at the door, you know, I want to buy a Windows phone. And he's like, no, you don't. <laughs> I'm like, yep, I do, actually. And he's like, we have a lot of good iPhones and Droids, and we got a lot of Android. And, you know, I'm like, no, I, I want a Windows phone. Do you have any? And he's like, yeah, they're over there. And so I went and got one, and he's like, you really want to buy this, huh? Wow. I mean, like, they're telling you, don't buy it, you know? And Not helpful, is no. it? No. And I no. said to him, I've been using the loaner phone for a while. And he's like, oh, you must work for Microsoft. So I'm like, I don't. No. And it was just a really intimidating and not a good retail experience it's really awesome. yeah I went into an AT&T store uh, when I landed to, to organise uh, some AT&T SIM cards for our phones so that you know we didn't get charged $5,000 for our data while we're here for the week yeah. and yeah I had I had a discussion with them around Windows Phone as well and, and yeah they had one there and it was well priced and so on but oh no we don't have any stock at the moment and uh, yeah it was a, it was a, 
a similar story, probably not quite as negative as your yeah. experience, but yeah, quite surprising when it you know when it's this exciting new platform that is you yeah. know really capable. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens when the Nokia right. starts to happen. Uh, where yeah. you know you've got a hundred million phones, right. how are they going to start sort of positioning it? Oh, no, now we love it. Right. You know, it's going to be really interesting <laughs> to see how they change that perspective and everything. I know excellent well thank you very much Mary Jo for, uh, for joining us here at uh, the worldwide Microsoft Worldwide Partner Conference um, we look forward to having an opportunity to chat to you on our, uh, on our show next week uh, on our main, uh, main show Wow, what a great uh, discussion with Mary Jo there it's, we're a real privilege to have her along Paul over to you yeah, well, it's been a fantastic uh, day here. I think you know we both say that we've we've been uh, enjoying our time here at Microsoft's Worldwide Partner Conference. Great discussions with partners, and, and again, yeah, definitely a privilege and and uh, and an enjoyable time having having a quick word there with uh, with Mary Jo Foley. Uh, we will be uh, picking that up again. There, there's a wider discussion uh, that we're going to have with uh, with Mary Jo Foley. That will be on our main uh, episode next week, and we we have a twenty to thirty minute chat with Mary Jo Foley. So, uh, encourage you to come back and, and listen in, listen into that episode. Uh, you will be able to. Find Find all of that at our website, NZ, or if you're in the US, NZ, techpodcast.com. Uh, on Twitter, our handle there is nztechpodcast.com. And, of course, we're also facebook.com slash nztechpodcast. So uh, we do look forward to, uh, to hearing from you. If you have any feedback for us, uh, please get in touch. That wraps it up for today with our uh, our Wednesday show coming from Los Angeles, and we have one more in the special series covering Microsoft WPC 2011 LA tomorrow, and then we'll be back to our normal uh, NZ Tech podcast schedule uh, from next week. Thanks very much for listening in. Yep, thanks everyone, and thank you to Brent Colbert from Microsoft. Cheers, guys. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.